Welcome to You Can't Kill Me, every Slipknot song one by one. We are Chris Nee and Dave Musson and we are here today to talk about our favourite Slipknot song, especially Dave's favourite Slipknot song, Gehenna. Uh, Hello Dave. Hi Chris. Why are you doing this to me, Chris? Well, we've got to do them all at some point, haven't we? I suppose, I suppose. We've got to do them. I thought we'd get it in early. Okay, it's just that I've enjoyed it so much so far and, well, that's going to change in this episode. Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> Right, so yeah, we do have to do it eventually because what we are doing here is going through every Slipknot song and putting them under the microscope and we will alternate our choices before coming up with a a score out of nine and ranking every single one of them. So this time around, it's my choice, obviously. And as I say, I thought we'd get it in early because I'm pretty sure, I don't actually know this, but I'm pretty sure it's in with a shout of being your least favourite Slipknot song ever. Yes, it's not even in with a shout. This is... (laughs) This is, uh, yeah, my, by a considerable distance, my least favourite Sipnot song. I had assumed that Gehenna in Hebrew or whichever language it's from simply translates as a fucking travesty because, uh, yeah, that's that's how I feel about it. Good. Well, let's put a bit of context on it to start with. It's the eighth track on All Hope Is Gone from 2008. It is the classic Slipknot lineup together on record for the final time and... As ever, it has a full band writing credit, but I think Paul and Joey were at the, the forefront of this. It's divisive, Dave, isn't it? it there yeah. are lots of fans that seem to really love it. And when I say love, I mean love, and others really don't. So I think in this episode, we're going to have to do a little bit of soul searching, because you might be wrong. And if you're wrong, I'm wrong too. Yeah, okay, good. Because <laughs> I, I don't love it either. But what I will say is it definitely grows on me the more I listen to it. Wow. I mean, you must have a lot of time to listen to it enough for it to grow on you, given it's nearly seven minutes long. (laughs) Yeah, I think one criticism that we can throw in it and will stick no matter how many times I listen to it is that it is a little long and a little repetitive. Hmm. That's fairly common among fans who like it. I think those criticisms are still fairly prevalent. In preparation for this, I did broaden my horizons a bit and and have a look at what the reviews from the time said about this song, if they mentioned it in particular. So the enemy said it was an attempt at unsettling atmospherica, which I can kind of see. It is definitely an attempt at that. Yeah, emphasis on the word attempt. (laughs) Interesting that they they didn't offer any judgment as to whether it was a successful attempt or not. Consequence of Sound said it's either the ultimate filler or a badly misplaced intro track. Which I thought was an, an interesting take on it. I mean, I can't ever see this working as a, an intro track, even a badly misplaced one. But um, yeah, a different take on it. And Loudwire. <laughs> Here we go. Let's do it. Was, so they've actually done a ranking of all the Slipknot songs up to and including We Are Not Your Kind. Terrible idea. They had this one as bottom of their ranking. And what they said was Slipknot were clearly going for a ballad type vibe similar to Vermilion Part 2 or Circle with this track. But just missed the mark and then went on to say i guess they're allowed to have one subpar song let's be fair regardless of where you and i and they rank this song Mm -hmm. that assessment of what it's trying to be is bullshit isn't it yeah it's not a failed snuff is it no i I think the enemy talking about it in terms of an attempt at atmospherica is probably as good a summation of it as possible and i there's def the frustrating thing with this is that there's potential for it to be far far better than it that it ended up being and I I think this song is probably the shining light in terms of what is problematic about All Hope Is Gone in general is that it that album doesn't feel like they had a strong enough producer or the band was 
were strong enough judges of their own material because you know the opening the opening run on that album is pretty strong and yeah. the last few songs i really like actually but there's the gehenna is in the middle of a five song run in the middle of the album that is just just really poor <laughs> really really poor and it's like how does a band as massive as slipknot both in terms of fame and how many members are in the band and a producer and a management team behind it i don't understand how this song has made it onto one of their albums because it it just i know there are people who like it but it just for to my ears it just doesn't cut the mustard compared to the rest of their discography you know and I, i'm sitting there being lars's dad and like delete that <laughs> i've lost my delete that t-shirt louder sound like this song so much that one of his writers suggested that the whole purpose of Butcher's Hook was to accentuate the brilliance of this song. And I think all that does is serve to highlight my feeling about it, which is that without giving any names, because that's the point of this podcast ultimately, I don't think Gehenna is even the worst song in the middle of this album, never mind Slipknot's worst song ever. And we will get to that in in, in the future times. So it's important to talk about what I do like about it. And it's not that everything of in this list came to fruition or worked perfectly or justifies everything about the song and it doesn't mean that I adore the song but Mm -hmm. I like the mood it's going for I love the bass particularly at the end I like that it's weirdly constructed even though it's overly long Mm -hmm. there are riffs on this song I don't hate Mm -hmm. I don't mind the verse vocals much I think you can you can hear the kind of stuff that comes through on We Are Not Your Kind rooted back in the verses here somewhere mm-hmm. the whispered breathe is fucking killer mm-hmm. and there are some good growls on the song but overall the thing i like most about it is just this kind of darkly heavy vibe that's, that's sort of there but not quite yeah the atmosphere certainly the atmosphere they're going for and to some extent what they achieve with it i can get on board with that and i like your point about the fact that it's weirdly structured and that being a good thing. Like I'm, I'm always up for them being experimental. And there is a lot of talk, you know, I've, I've seen people talking positively in terms of this song around it, showing Slipknot's experimental side. And uh, yeah, I can kind of see that. But then the other part of my brain looks at it and goes, like, there are songs, other songs on this album that are more interesting and more experimental. In terms of, I'm trying to think of what I like about it, which isn't much... <laughs> I, I think the guitar solo is pretty good, actually. I'd agree with you on the bass. Uh, mm. It's Paul again, isn't it? Yeah. I do think the guitar solo is pretty good, actually, and, and does lift it somewhat. Yeah, it has that, that kill poppy thing of just, it's not extravagant, it just fits the song. Yeah, but the, uh, I mean, that the backing vocal in the chorus of I want it. Oh, God. <laughs> and I... Th- what really bugs me a lot, actually, is the sort of the spooky sounds in the verse. Like again, I can see what they're going for, but it it just sounds a bit shit, and you don't really want that from Slipknot. <laughs> no, you don't want a bit shit from Slipknot. Well, that's that's the thing. I mean, it kind of again trying trying to put some balance on it. It's almost reassuring in a way to know that Slipknot are a bunch of humans, and like many humans, they make bad choices. But at the same time as that, who wants Slipknot to be humans? They're a bunch of masked freaks who make amazing music. So yeah, I don't know. I feel I can say this because I'm a parent now. I'm I'm almost like beyond being angry at it. I'm just really disappointed that it's there. We like to throw some quotes in where we can. 
uh, and there are many about this one. So I want to give you four, Dave, to see get your reaction on them. First one's from Corey, and it's the long one, so bear with me. It deals with obsession from the person with the obsession's point of view and wanting to let go of the facade and being true to yourself, as monstrous as it may seem. Okay, it's not, it's not up to us what it's about, so yep. fine. It's badass. Mm. Mm. Vocally, I'm doing some shit that I've never done before. Yeah, you are. Mm. And it's fucking disturbing. Yes, it is. But very beautiful at the same time. No, it isn't. Mm. No. <laughs> so I think there's another vocal part that we need to cover in a bit of depth later on, but we'll park that for now. So Total Guitar's review of this song referred to it as the most experimental work in their history. Wasn't true then. Definitely isn't true now. No. I suppose it depends how much of Slipknot's back catalogue that particular reviewer had bothered to listen to. Yeah, exactly. So if you go way back in their history, it definitely wasn't. But I think, as you say, even on this record, there's some stuff on there that fits under the experimental banner and is maybe a bit more yeah, bit more um, successful. So one from Clown, on the trippy nature of the song specifically. Mm-hmm. Brace yourself. Yeah. It's just somewhere we go. <laughs> That's a cop-out. <laughs> Cheers, mate. <laughs> Uh, and one, because uh, I had to have a bit of a dabble in the old Reddits. So I spotted a review from a Redditor by the name of Gaberga. Okay. Pure shit. <laughs> yes. Gaberga is my spirit animal. <laughs> I think that's harsh. Okay. I do think that's harsh. I, I don't know if I would go so far as to say that I really like this song, but I I feel patches of affection for it in places I probably shouldn't. I kind of like the spooky bits. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> and I sort of like that. I don't. I don't think the the vocal delivery is brilliant all the way through, but I like some of the juxtaposition bits. Not that bit though. Mm-hmm. So there's bits of Corey that I really like on this song. Mm-hmm. However, we need to talk about that bit. That the I want it bit. It's yeah, that bit and the bit in between them. Mm-hmm. The give me you. Yep. Which I don't know why it hasn't worked. Because the man is a talented singer. Yeah. But it hasn't worked. No. I mean, those two lines back to back, if ever you wanted to know the range and the dexterity of Corey Taylor in terms of the sounds he can make with his voice, (laughs) they're right there. But you're right. They just... uh, I think the I want it just... uh, It's not a very... It's not particularly strong lyrically, that pairing. And the I want it is just... it's uh, It's not a good example of Corey shouting screaming whatever you want to call it and oh uh, yeah it just all sounds very very trying far too hard and just failing really do you see value in the attempt here not not vocally but the song in general yeah it, this is what's frustrating about it is because you know regardless of this song existing i will still always trust slipknot's judgment and i will trust them when they are shooting for something a bit different and i get it all hope is gone you know four albums in they're wanting to push themselves they're wanting to try something different they're not just going to come out and stick another people equal shit on at that point in their career and there's this proposed extra album of material from these sessions that are supposedly experimental and pushing the boundaries and stuff and I don't know whether I'm excited or nervous about that based on if Gehenna is is a, an indicator of what sort of experimentation they were doing or not. But yeah, I can totally appreciate where they were going or what they were trying for. But for me, it still comes back to that, like, I can't leave me somewhat flabbergasted is that 
all of the people involved in that machine listened to that mix and went, yep, yep, that can go on there. <laughs> That's what, that, what, what keeps me interested in the perhaps forthcoming surprise album mm. is that it, it will lack the excess of this, I think. Yeah. You know, it might come from the same sort of place and it might have the same core, but it's not going to have the layers and layers and layers of stuff that just should have been thought about more more deeply. Yeah, zoom in and really dial down on the atmosphere and the spookiness of this. And I'm I'm very interested. But if it's more pairing of the chorus vocals over sort of... <sighs> You know, the chorus guitars are a, a bit nothing as well. If it's more of that, then uh, that's where I get worried. But like Slipknot going dark and experimenting with song structure and atmosphere and really may- maybe pushing what Craig does to the fore a bit more. Yeah, I mean, I'm very in on that, definitely. I think we better leave it there. <laughs> I think the only thing I was going to say... The only thing I was going to say was that out of curiosity, I looked up to see if they ever played it live and they haven't, No, which I'm not surprised at, but, and I guess Slipknot are at that point where they don't need to be playing it, everything from an album live, but I don't know, again, it just, to me, it sort of adds to it almost feeling a bit pointless, but I suppose pointless is probably too harsh. It's, it's a lot of this is because I just really don't like it. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't, I don't think I like it but i certainly don't hate it i think one for me one of the biggest problems is actually the pre-chorus i think it really you know you push play on the song and it's and it's an okay it's okay to start with and the the verse has some interesting stuff and then the the pre-chorus just really saps a load of energy from it and then it goes into that chorus that we've already discussed is somewhat problematic with the vocals and from that point on it's never gonna win me back because the energy's gone and then one of the worst choruses this band has recorded appears and it's just like okay i'm done yeah i have the same experience with this song exactly the same it's i it starts i go huh? and then it gets spooky and i sort of get interested and i think oh it's not so bad and then that pre-chorus comes in and i'm out yeah and then it gets worse yeah which is a shame because I, I i like the idea i really do and i think it's an idea that they have pushed and perfected very recently mm. and when you listen to those verses you can hear we are not your kind all over it yeah yeah. you know that idea is something that has survived within the slipknot sound and really succeeded but for me and i recognize it's divisive and i recognize that it's it's not going to be necessarily a universal opinion among slipknot fans it's not successful here no is there anyone i know we sometimes mention covers and we sometimes obviously there's no there's no covers of this or none that i could find but sometimes we we put forward somebody who might do an interesting version i've racked my brains to try and think of someone who i would put forward for this but i think my feelings about the song just really stopped me getting to it is there anyone you can think of that could do something with gehenna that would make you prick up your ears <laughs> and go oh okay maybe it's not what i thought it was uh i'd like to hear ramstein doing it Hmm? <laughs> not really <laughs> um, yeah no, I, I don't think there's I think the, the band closest to being able to make this work is Slipknot mm. and I certainly I, I don't think you put it in the hands of someone else and it'd be brilliant you know, it's probably the, the usual suspects and it probably Conjurer would make something of it Yeah, but yeah. it's got some rough edges to be dealt with in a pretty serious way first for me I'm afraid yep Fair. Right, let's let's score it and move on, shall we? <laughs> okay. So what we're doing with this podcast is scoring every Slipknot song out of nine and ranking them on that basis. So Dave, let's get your score out of nine for Gehenna. 
0.5. I'm not having it, Chris. Holy shit. <laughs> um, I, yeah, okay. I'm going to really have to deal with some of these middle middle Ahig songs later on, aren't I? So I'm, I'm giving it a three. Three, okay. And that is simply because I don't hate it. And I think there we need to leave some room for some of its album mates. Yeah. No, that's fair. As we've discussed, I do hate it. So this is still a, <laughs> this is allowing some room for those other songs that I am not as much of a fan of. But um, this is uh, the point of recording at this point of Slipknot's discography without, uh, this isn't too much of a spoiler to say, this is the low point for me. I, I can't imagine me scoring anything lower than this at the moment. So um, one of them was going to have to be bottom for both of us, wasn't it? So it was, it was. It is here for me now. Well, there we go. So it's all up for you then. Yeah. And unsurprisingly, that means that Gehenna is now, according to our ranking, the worst Slipknot song. Of the few that we've done. Yeah. We'll be interested. I'll see if I can wheedle something down below that. But given you've given it a 0.5, it's going to be tough. <laughs> we'll be going upwards, I think, in the next episode, which is The Blister Exists. Oh, yeah. I think it'll be going up. So that is Gehenna by Slipknot. You Can't Kill Me is produced by This Decay. And we will be back. See you later. Mm-hmm.